The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the Cybercast. This is episode number 165 for December 1st, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the Cybercast team. The other half with me, as always, is... Hey, Michael Diaz. Hey, Michael Diaz. Hi, Joe Becker. Mr. Red Lantern again. You're That's right. <laughs> uh, well, it's been a, we had a week off. Because did. we didn't we didn't do what we were supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's Thanksgiving, uh, family time. I don't want to say it gets in the way, but it takes priority. How about that? It takes priority for sure. So but, uh, it's all good. I I had a great Thanksgiving. Did you? Yeah, it was good. It was good, good, good. Um you know what went back to the east side, saw the kids, it was all it was all good. But I didn't get a chance to see Black Panther, so I failed. Um, well, that's okay. Same here. That's pretty sad, but I, I will see it this weekend at some point, come hell or high water. <laughs> I don't know. Saturday's kind of booked for me for the World Cup. Yeah, I'll, I like it, but I'm not going to watch every game. I've watched probably 75% of the games. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but uh, I'll, you know. U.S. Netherlands is the only one I care about right now. Well, 9 a.m. That's your Saturday morning, then, huh? Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up early, anyways. And that's not. That's like late. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to set an alarm, but I'm usually up by about eight o'clock. Even if I sleep in. Yeah, I'll be up at six. Anyways, no, no. I, it's not my fault. I just that's the way I'm built. I don't want to. Um, just happens that way. So, yeah, other than that, we were lucky that uh, within the last three hours, a few things have dropped uh, in the news, anyways, preview-wise. and uh, A couple of small things. A couple of small things. Why don't you start us off? Well, the first, which one should I do first? Well, you made the list, my friend. I know. I did. But I'm more excited about the second one. Well, do the first one, then, like the way it is. Well, so... First, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer or teaser. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's very short. It's a teaser, right? Yeah, but there's, there's more to it than just a teaser. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what's going on other than, well, obviously they're wearing all the uniforms now. Uh, obviously, there's there's still, uh, you see Gamora in the trailer. Well, they were in uniforms in the Christmas special, which we'll talk about later. Right, right. And the same when we're done running. I I don't know that it's so much. I mean, well, okay. We all know this is the third and final volume as far as James Gunn is concerned. Obviously, he's got another job now over at DC. Uh, he's going to be busy with that. And I'm, I'm obviously, that's a position. So he can't, he can't run off and start doing, you know, Marvel films again. Um, but other than that... Um, I mean, 
Well, even the cast, the cast too has noted that they thought, like at least uh, Dave uh, Bautista. Yep. He said that he thinks this is done. You know, there's much more. What more can we say? This this preview looks sad. It does. And and if I'm not mistaken, I I didn't stop and pause the preview, but it looks like they're carrying a dead quill, or at least someone an unconscious quill. Definitely, at least unconscious. Definitely that. I mean, it was, was that. Did I see that right? Oh yeah. Um, not Gomora, her sister. Um, yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Why are we so bad? You know what? You can tell we're either near or over, just over the 50-year-old hump. Because yeah. I know all these names the whole time. Until we need to recall them. Until we're on the show and, you know, so-and-so, the blue girl. What's Andromeda? Is that her name? No. Something like that. I don't know. God, I know you're talking God, we're terrible. We're terrible. Old men geeks talking about stuff. But anyway, uh, you know, we see her her adopted sister. Karen Quill, I think, I don't think he's dead. I don't think they're going to kill him off. I don't know, but this is the last one. So are they going to kill him off? Uh, I don't know if he'll be dead, but something, I mean, it looks like, it looks like they're going to get close to it because it looks like maybe Rocket, it looks like we're going to see the origin of Rocket and maybe the death of yes. Rocket because he looks very beaten up at the, at one part of the, of the preview. Uh, and almost, they all look like they have, uh, failed or or something not good. Put it that way. Right. But again, Nebula. By the way, Nebula. God, I knew it was something space. Man, we are terrible at this. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Nebula. Thank you. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bautista's character Drax. I know that name. Would be surprised if he died. Just right. because his his journey kind of is done. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. He's great comic relief. He's funny in the holiday special, which we'll talk about later. But his whole thing was that Thanos killed his family. Right. And he wanted revenge on Thanos. Thanos is gone. His, I'm not saying that that was his only purpose in life. But from a character perspective, you know... It, what is his purpose now? What is his motivation, if you will? So if the Guardians Wait. are coming to an end, like at least the movies are done, I could see Bautista saying, you know, why don't you just kill me off? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how the comics go. I've never read any Guardians, so I don't know who lives. I know they changed the lineup a lot, just like anything like Avengers and that whatnot, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But as far as I know, Drax is still alive and all that. I mean, isn't, isn't Stallone a character? Yeah. Oh, In like yeah, original Guardians yeah. or something? Right. Yep. So, I don't, I don't know. I I, th- I don't think Quill's going to die because the whole part of this movie is going to be him trying to find Gamora. And I have to believe this being the final one, the final movie. James Gunn, though he likes to, you know, mess with us and whatnot, he does like to, you know, play the heartstrings. I see Quill having a happy ending. Uh, Yeah, I mean, is it the final? I mean, will they be used in Phase 5 for the big finale stuff? Some of the characters will be. I I, I hardly think it'll be. I don't know. Maybe it's the last 
Guardians film, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe anything is final. We have an no, indie. No, no. We have Indiana Jones coming out, so there's no finals. The fifth one, right? Right. No, I think. Well, that's a good segue. We can talk about that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones, I'm pretty sure this is the last one. I mean, Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Uh, there's a lot of voice recordings, and that fucking CG looked fantastic, the de-aging. It did. I mean, we only got brief glimpses. We didn't get a great shot of his face. I'm sure we're saving that for either another trailer or actually the film. Yeah. But yes, there are some nice callbacks to, you know, his adventures against the Nazis. I'm all for it. And I got to say, I mean, it's a trailer, right? They're always going to show you the best. But Mangold, for my money, seems to have captured the feel at least. Yeah. If anybody knows, we have segued to the that the newly dropped Indiana Jones and the Dial of Time. What was it? The Dial? What is it? Of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. I don't know about the name, but, you know, they're all kind of goofy names, which is good. That's that's the point. Serial, Temple of Doom. I mean, come on. Right. Um, Could you be more generic? Exactly. It does look like he's cap. It's almost good that maybe Spielberg didn't do it because um, he would have done a fine job. But there seems to be something here that does capture the old indie. I don't know what it is, uh, but it looks like it did. Now, yeah, sometimes you need a, a fresh, a fresh pair of eyes, right? And that's what man. Will it be good? Yeah. Will it be good? I don't know. I don't know. It looks like visually, it looks fantastic. Uh, it looks like it has all the beats. It looks like there's some heavy CGI that needs to be cleaned up still, like him riding the horse. Like some stuff looks really mushy. Yeah, when the horse rears up, I'm like, okay, that looks like a bad cut scene from a video game. Yeah. So they've, you know, hopefully they don't go too far into that. I mean, hopefully they do lean into his age, which looks like they do in some pieces. Uh, the whip scene's hilarious. That That's an indie moment. Oh, it's total inversion. Yeah, yeah it was good. I mean, it looks fun. I, I, it looks really good. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be under... That's Disney, right? It's not Paramount has nothing to do with this, I don't think. No, they, still, they have the rights to distribute. Oh, Paramount still does? Yeah, in fact, so... Maybe we include this later in the, well, this is part of my geek this week. As soon as I saw the trailer, I turned to my daughter. I'm like, oh, that looks good. She's like, that looks all right. I'm like, have you not seen any of them? She's like, no. I'm like, what? Uh So I immediately turned on Raiders of the Lost Ark. She's like, are you going to make me watch this right now? And she fell asleep. No, but I'm like, at least watch the first 10 minutes with me as we were, I was finishing up making dinner, so she was upstairs waiting for dinner anyway. Right. She watched it. She was entertained, but then she ate dinner and went downstairs. So she was yeah. done. Yeah. But I watched. I go watch a good chunk of the movie and like, God damn, this movie's good. It is so, good. So she she didn't want to watch the rest. Like the because the, the first ten pages is very good. I mean, he goes in there, he gets the the, the whole iconic boulder scene that didn't that didn't captivate her. No, I mean she thought it was all right, but. She's like, yeah, I just, I'm really not into movies. They're too long. Go that, watch your fucking. Go watch your, can you watch? Go watch your fucking TikToks. Get out of here. She likes TV shows, but movies just nah. Or she'll binge twelve hours of uh, uh, true crime shows. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. okay. Everyone likes their own thing. It's fine. But one thing I do want to say. I mean, I think we all agree, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, whatever. Okay? 
Yes, I like the premise. I like the premise, just as it wasn't necessarily executed well. That's fine. Why not? I think aliens is another is a great topic for him. We had no problem with it. There's just a lot of just didn't work. I didn't like aliens. There's transdimensional beings. Whatever. I'm all for that. The same with, but I think that the sun thing was weird. I don't know. Oh, mutt. Yeah. But was it his son? Was it? I don't know. Isn't that what Marion said? Well, that's the thing. So I've got questions. The last film obviously ended with Indy and Marion finally getting married. We didn't see Marion in this trailer. So are they going to, has she been written out? Has she passed? Are they going to make any mention to Mutt? Or is he just gone? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what indie canon is. We'll find out. But I will say this. So, um, it, it, it does, like you said, it very much feels like an indie movie as an in Indiana Jones. I think Mangold has captured that feeling. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm glad he's on board. Uh, everything he does hasn't been fantastic, but he, lately, I'm talking Logan, I'm talking Ford versus Ferrari, both stellar movies. Love them. So, and I think, I mean, he also did The Wolverine, the one where Wolverine went to Japan, where everyone's like, all right, this one's decent. It's better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, But I, he was still, he was not the name actor that he is now, or not actor, director he is now. I think there was a lot of input from Fox, you know, still on that as to what makes a superhero movie. Whereas in Logan, he's like, this is what we're doing. And they did it. Right. So that said, like I said, I think the feel's there. I um, And I'm good with that because Spielberg, don't get me wrong, I love Spielberg. Spielberg has done amazing stuff. But Spielberg is not that director anymore. Oh, I think he's still that director. I think it's just like he's done three indies. Like, where's the four? I don't think, four. But I mean, I don't think he, like, he doesn't want to rewrite the same song. But well, I definitely think he's definitely still that director. I don't care. I, don't I mean, think he's still, he is. And I'm do. not saying that as a bad thing. No, I, I mean, listen, I hate musicals. Right. I mean, I cannot stand them. But I watched. Uh, West Side Story. Uh, West Side Story. And I don't think anything has been shot that well in a very, very long time. It's that's fine. Incredibly well directed. That's what I'm okay. That's what I'm saying. He's done the summer blockbuster. He's done it over and over and over again. He does that. West Side Story is a completely different film. It's a musical. Musicals don't sell now. And he did it. And he stretched his creative wings. And he's been doing this now for like 15 years. You know, you know. Abraham Lincoln, uh, The War Horse, this new one he's got coming out called The Fablemans. He, I don't want to say he's in an auteur phase, but he's made the money he's needed to make. He could probably live on residuals for the rest of his life. Oh, he could have done that a long time ago. Correct. That's fine. But I think he's matured. He's in a different place. He wants to tell different stories. I liked Ready Player One, but it's not top tier Spielberg. No, I remember everybody has their ups and downs, but I mean, I, th- I still think he's that good. I don't think. I, 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 I still think he's that good. I don't think he's the right director for Indiana Jones anymore. Yeah, maybe not. That That's a fair that's point. point. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to take like, oh, he's not as good as he once was because I don't believe that whatsoever. It's not a question of good. It's he, his focus and the films he does now are different. 
But like we said in the last podcast, if he was given Superman, I would see the shit out of that. Yeah, I don't know how you can't. <laughs> right? But that's that's just a rumor right now. Right. So That'd anyway. But anyways, previews look good. Uh, the third story we have is not as big as the other two, but they there's a, a thing on the Acolyte that is coming out. And basically, I, I don't know who the person was. One of the, I think it was the actress or the director or somebody um, said that, that it's definitely a Sith-led story of how they infiltrate the Jedi. And that just looks amazing to me. That, that just sounds so good to me. Like, it, if it's definitely from the Sith point of view, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, I'm 100% there. I've always, always preferred the Sith to the Jedi. I don't know if I prefer it, but I want to see the story. Like, it'd be nice to see it from that point of oh, view. Oh, I prefer it. Um, I, I darken black and red. Look at me. I mean, <laughs> this isn't intentional. Look what I'm wearing right now. Black and red. Sith. I just love the the aesthetic. Oh, the design. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, Everything Sith looks, just looks more badass, which I get. The Jedi are supposed to be peacekeepers. They wear monks robes, okay? That's not very cool in my opinion. The <laughs> the, the Sith gets well, to wear Luke, lots of black and well, Luke, armor Luke, and other Luke shit. Luke wore black. Luke was good in black. Yeah, but it wasn't... Come on. He didn't look like the Sith. I mean, kind of <laughs> like the Sith, but he's... I don't know. Looked a little bit more emo. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm just saying. For me, it's always been about the Sith. So, so it's the what, star that said it, Daphne Keen, which I don't know who that is, but uh, yep. And correct me if I'm wrong. This takes place about a hundred years before. It's at the end of the High Republic. Yeah, so I thought it was like a hundred years before. Um, Either hundred or two hundred, hundred or two hundred, something like that. But yeah, toward the tail end of the High Republic phase, so. I'm I'm all about it. Give it to me. Yeah, I mean, if it's another direction, um, as we will talk about, and from Andor, you know, the follow up, uh, the finale episode. But um, we shall see. I mean, there's it's it's coming. They've shot it, so it won't be one of those pull the football away from us like most of the time Star Wars does. Like um, uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't care about that one. But that was just a title. It's more, I'm, I'm more bummed about uh, the cat. The oh my gosh, the, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not bring that up because that's a sore subject. Well, I mean, it could come back. Who knows? They, they, they said it's on ice right now. They didn't say it was canceled. Oh, by yeah. the way, in news, in news, I listened to uh, the Smartless podcast. If anybody knows what that is, that is a good podcast. So Jason Bateman. Um, Will Arnett and um, oh, what's his name? Sean. Sean Hayes. Yeah. yeah. Had Ryan Johnson on there. I saw that. I downloaded it. I have not listened yet. I listened to it. And if anybody knows who Sean Hayes is, uh, he's actually a giant Star Wars fan, like a complete Star Wars. So he's like geeking out, talking to Ryan Johnson. And they do get into Star Wars a little bit on the podcast. And how do you, can, the- how can you not? And right. And what's interesting is Jason Bateman asked him a question. He goes, you know, as a director, is it hard to go into a place where, you know, you have to tell a story they want you to tell and follow all these rules? And he's like, well, um, I 
they, they didn't stop me from making the movie I wanted. I didn't have any real rules. I wrote the script and worked. They didn't make me do anything. They just, there's a story group that kind of keeps things in line of like timelines and things, but nobody, nobody made me do anything. Basically I made the most expensive independent film outside of George Lucas. And I go, yep. And that's why it's fucked up. Because <laughs> you made the film you wanted to make, not the film that Star Wars needed. Well, I mean, yes, I, I agree with you, uh, 75%, 80%. But it's also hard when they're like, okay, it it's like a relay. Okay, J.J. Abrams, you were on the first leg, and then you hand the baton off to Ryan Johnson, and, you know, this is where J.J. got you. Now you run and go this direction, and he decides to go a completely different direction with everything. And then, oh, the baton is supposed to go to Colin Trevorrow, but that's not happening. But right. JJ is back, so now JJ is going to course correct the story he wanted to tell. I I get letting named actors or named directors, sorry, kind of do what they want, but at the same time, it really could have benefited from a better structure of narrative. Right. The point I was getting at is that we can we can be pissed off at Kathleen Kennedy or we cannot be. The point is she's a producer, not a storyteller, not a story authoritarian. She's just a producer. Right. And she's good at it. So I don't know if I can blame her. Um, you can, cause she's the head of Lucasfilm. So people at the top get the thing, but she let artists do what they do. That's what she does. And she just facilitates. What do you need? All right, that's what we're going to do. But not Lord and Taylor. Well, <laughs> but, you also, but you had a different, you had a different perspective. Yet she also had Kasdan saying, "What the fuck are they doing? This is my script, and I'm. Don't you think I know a little bit about Star Wars? I wrote, I fucking wrote Empire. They're fucking my script up. So I think that's a lot to do with it. It wasn't just you know, like I don't want a fucking Lego movie here. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure it's not just. That I mean, there was you know when you get writers pissed off that you're my you know you, yeah they're following it but they went all improv and missed half the the words which is these are the rumors if you if you heard Kaz, then it wasn't it wasn't that it's like they went off script so much and like well that's not what we're gonna do like well fuck you I wrote the script do you know who I am I mean right you gotta, you, you gotta tell me what to do after I wrote Empire go fuck yourself you came you asked me you asked me to come back as Lawrence Kasdan to write the solo movie and you're doing some fucking improv thing. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. I get it. Lawrence Kasdan is not uh, Adam McKay. So you should not approach Solo the same way you would approach Angerman. Yeah, it's just, you know, they were just probably the wrong fit. Maybe so. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. But I think, yeah. Anyways, long story short, it's an interesting talk. You know, I like the guy. Like, I like Ryan Johnson. I like what he said. He says a lot of, you know, things that I agree with uh, in this in this interview about the, the Last Jedi. But there's just so much that's wrong, you know, um, for what it I'm, did overall. I love Knives Out. I'm hearing nothing but fantastic things about the Glass Onion. Yeah, he's definitely talented. One hundred percent. All right. That's, that's any other news? I don't see anything crazy. Yeah, it's been twenty three minutes. That's good enough. Now. Oh wait, no, no. Oh, why? The now I wanted to talk about this. We were talking about this yesterday uh, when I talked to you. There was a post, an Instagram by James Gunn, 
with a DC image. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I mean, so for those that haven't seen it, go to James Gunn's Instagram account and he posts a little image of the cover or the open spread of the the graphic novel of DC's Kingdom Come. And he just says, getting prepared or something like that. I can't remember exactly what his words were. Plans or something like that. Yeah, making plans or something like that. Yeah. Hinting that it could be a setup for Kingdom Come. Maybe I that's you're reading too much into it. I don't know. Why would you do that? I just think he's making plans for the DCU, him and his co-chairman there, or co, co-CEO, whatever. I think they're making plans for the DCU, EU, or sorry, it's not that anymore. It's the DCU now. But I think he just found a picture of Superman looking at a table, and it just happened to be a really fantastic image. I think if he starts planning to do Kingdom Come right now, it's a gross misstep. I don't. I think you're reading too much into it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I don't know either. I could be wrong. I mean, they could announce in you know four months here we're doing Kingdom Come, and I'm like, oh, I'll eat my words, Joe. So apparently, it's the second time he's used an image from Kingdom Come. Not the first time. Don't get me wrong. Kingdom Come is amazing. I read it every couple of years. It's, it's a great so story. Good. So good. I just think Kingdom Come would make an excellent capstone, kind of like what Marvel just did with the Infinity Saga. And, you know, obviously. If they're plotting out a path, that doesn't mean they're going to start with Kingdom Come. That's fine. But I think that that's something they need to first write the ship, get all their movies in order to find, you know, define what their universe is. And then at least five, maybe ten years down the road, do Kingdom Come. Yeah, maybe. That's and that's yeah, exactly. They may be doing that roadmap wise. If so, in ten years, Joe, I will come back and say I was wrong. <laughs> in ten years, we'll be. I wonder. I wonder if if we'll be around. That'd be amazing. Oh, this got um, dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. I, listen, I I don't like. Suicide Squad, not my type, but I loved Peacemaker. I love what he does with Guardians. I hope he takes DC. I'm excited to see what he can do with the DC universe. And now that there's going to be some kind of thread, so it all it, it all points into a good. I don't know a, a a good way forward. I think. So, if you yeah. know, if Kingdom Come happens to be their end point, that'd be amazing. That would be a fantastic DC version of Endgame. I'm all there for it if that's what they do. I just they need to write the ship first, and I I have to see some evidence of them writing that ship. And it's hard because we know Flash is still out there, and we never know if it's ever going to come out. Right. And then what, what comes after? Is, is Batman still in his own universe? Joker's in his universe? I just need to know what's going on. That's all. Right. Agree. All right. So that takes us to our geeks this week. Mine, pretty easy, pretty quick. Still reading Lord of the Rings. That might be a while. Yeah. How far are you into it? Uh, not that far, but I mean, <laughs> halfway through Fellowship. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's over like 1,200 pages. So I think I'm on like page 250 or something like that, 300. Okay. 
so just past six a sixth of the way. Yeah. Well, and this race should be will... done by next Christmas. Yeah, it's a plan. <laughs> I'm teasing. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but it's a lot easier to read than uh than Dune was when I'm reading it. It actually moves quick. It, it it's actually it feels more simple than when I remember reading it in, you know, sixth grade or something, seventh grade. Well, you know, well, I should hope that your reading level is better than it was back then. Wow, well, that's smart. <laughs> but with Dune, I mean, because, because we did it as part of the book club, we were forced to read so many pages every week. So, right. I mean, 800 pages just about. We still tore through that. Yeah, we did. We, hey, we, you know, we, maybe we should bring book club again. I don't know. I don't know what to read, but. How about Lord of the Rings? You guys can catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm doing. How about, how about your, your geek this week? Well, I succumbed to the comicsology sale that is going on right now. In fact, it might be ending today. I could be wrong. So by the time people listen to this, I don't know if it's still going on or not. But uh, on comicsology, Marvel had a bunch of their epic collections. I don't know if you remember, but years back they did these essential collections where they basically print these phone books of old comics, but they were super cheap because they kept them as black and white. But you can get like, you know, massive tomes of like Fantastic Four issues one through 50 for like, you know, 20 bucks or whatever it was, 30 bucks. Yeah, it's about the story, right? Yeah, but it's pretty right, but it was all black and white. Well, a few years ago, maybe several years ago now, they started kind of doing the same thing, but actually printing them on color. And they call them the Epic. And they're around uh, between like 15, 20 issues collected. So a good chunk. What modern trades are usually four to six, maybe eight issues now. So this is, you're getting a couple few trades worth in these collections. Right. Well, they had a bunch of them on sale. Some a little higher than this, but for the most part, about three ninety nine each. So I, I bought a little bit more than I should have. I bought... I think five Punisher ones that basically take it to like Punisher, like 75 or something. So, and then I bought, I think three Moon Knight ones and then a, a couple of Captain America, but just because I actually read the tail end of the story back in the eighties when John Walker became Captain America and the captain when Captain America became the captain, I didn't catch the whole story. Or even see the introduction of John Walker. I think I got the, like, the last issue or two because it was a, like issue 150 in Captain America's back. I bought it. I was like, I need to read the rest of the story. Well, here we are 35, 40 years later. It's like for three ninety nine, I can buy the whole story. And I actually bought the one before it as well because in the chunk I bought, it's all about, you know, the Captain, Captain America, Steve Rogers saying, I'm not going to be Captain anymore. Right. And, you know, there's like, you know, good 12 to 15 issues of, John Walker, blah, blah, blah. But we also get to see, you know, Steve Steve become the captain and wear the black uniform. But that doesn't have the introduction of John Walker. The previous set of stories does. So I bought that one as well. And that one has, what, Scourge of the Underworld, which was a big event back in the 80s. So I bought those. I'm like, for eight, eight $9, I've got, I'm basically buying chunks of my youth. So I'll be tearing through those. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, guess what? We have a Patreon page. If you would like to help out the KyberCast, 
with a simple $1 a month $1 a month tip. Check out patreon.com slash kybercast. This helps go towards all of our hosting bills and those kind of things uh, to keep the show going. Not that it's going to go anywhere. Well, I mean, like, you know, we, we cover it, but it's not that big a deal. But if it helps, it helps if you get any kind of uh, entertainment or, I don't know, no value, whatever. <laughs> check us out at <laughs> patreon.com slash kybercast uh, and, and, and check it out if you'd like to help out the show. I mean, Buck's not even a cup of coffee nowadays, so if, yeah, no. if you feel we give you a half cup of coffee worth of entertainment every month, throw in that dollar. Yeah, that would be nice of y'all. No pressure. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no pressure. Um, let's see. Are you ready? Are you ready for a main topic? We had a, a, a big week for Star Wars. Andor's finale. Well, I guess it was last Thursday. We didn't really jump on it. I mean, we watched. I watched it in real time, and so did Michael. But uh, uh, or Wednesday, rather, not Thursday. Um, and we didn't record it after it. But uh, so here we are, a week after. You know, the real shows, <laughs> the real shows that do podcasts. They, they're they're on it. That's what they do for a living. They get it out. The real there shows woke up at five o'clock in the morning to watch Andor, and then right. immediately record. Whereas we had day jobs. Yeah. They, they got their stuff out, which is fine. It's all fine. So, yes, we're a little bit late, but, you know, it's not what we do. Um, I'd like to. And if you go to patreon.com slash kybercast, <laughs> maybe, maybe we can totally do that. If you want to be a Patreon for $100,000 a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shit. Wouldn't that be something? Anyways. And our finale dropped and... My first take on it, or well, it's been a week, so I've been thinking about it a lot. But uh, one of the best paced of the series was the finale. Just incredible, incredibly paced. You know, um, based around the funeral setup for Marva, uh, very well done. Just you know, the heartbeat of the 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 marching band, and then building to a to a climax that was just crazy a lit fuse so to speak they lit the fuse at the beginning of the episode and it and it it went off at the end and uh chaos and uh just just incredible incredible work i mean what, what's nice you know and i'm not going to pick on the volume but you so you certainly felt the space here and it felt like you were in a real place and and i just it was i thought it was an incredible finale i i really really did they, it was the the most logical way to bring all those characters into a place, the hunt for Andor. Yep. How else are you going to get everybody? Together? I mean, obviously um, Mon Mothma was not there, but they, they, she had her own side story there, but just a, a, a really well written way of getting everybody there so that you believe it. And not just like some, and you believe it in end game, but you know what I mean? Like just not throw them all together right. for no, for no reason. I, I just loved it. And it was, it was a great, first season do i want all my star wars like andor nope no no i don't but for what this is and the and, the, and what they're doing here i i really really enjoyed it but i understand why some star wars fans are like well this is too much it's too real or it's too grounded or whatever i totally get it. it's a, it's a it's a 100 viable uh critique of what is star wars but 
I, I really enjoyed it. I, I like the character casting Andor. I liked him in Rogue One. Uh, it would have, I mean, he, I, it makes sense that he dies. In, oh, spoilers in Rogue One. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get it. it. It's, it's the ultimate sacrifice and, and, but I really liked his character and I'm glad they went back and did. I'm like, I know people are last saying like, we, do we need a Cassian Andor story? Well, it is, yes, it's the Cassian Andor story, but it's also the birth of the rebellion. And I, and it's just a nice way of bringing all that in. And if you haven't watched rebels, then this really helps you in that yes. uh, journey. What say you? I agree with you hundred um, percent. First thing I want to say is uh, you have a great analogy there. When you said the, the you know they lit the wick basically at the be- beginning of the episode, and then it blew up at the end. Uh, the pacing was fantastic. What I loved about it is that it was tense, but never rushed. Right. Like we all know, this was the last episode, so we're like, okay, what are we going to do to get there? And sometimes, like for example, uh, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. We right. know the last episode. It was the last episode, so they had to tie everything up. Now, that said, they knew on Andor, as do we, that they were going to have the time to do their 12 episodes this season and 12 more next season. So they kind of could have mapped that out ahead of time. Where maybe some of the other Star Wars know they were getting more seasons, but that was not public. Like, you know, we don't know. I mean, are, are we getting a second season of Boba Fett? Has that been announced? No, it's not know. been announced. I doubt it, but I. Exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if we get another one, but like even with the Marvel shows, the only one that announced a second season right off the bat was Loki. Right. So the point is they knew they had more time to finish their story. So maybe that benefited. So they didn't have to rush an ending. Whereas again, not to compare too much, but again, Boba Fett, we all knew it was the last episode. They had to tie everything up and they did. And it was kind of a mad rush at points. That was not the case with Andor. On top of that, again, you're right, or anyone that says, do we need to know anything about Andor? No, we don't, but he is basically, it's it's not so much we're learning about him. I mean, we are. Right. We know he came from some other planet. We know he has a sister. We know he has an adopted mother. We are learning about him and who he is as a person. But he is the lens through which we get to see. He is our... Um, eyes into the birth of a nascent rebellion. And, you know, the story of Star Wars, the main saga films, it's an epic, okay? Like the Odyssey, like the Iliad, it's an epic story. It's a journey. And you have heroes, and they go through heroes' journeys, and they have these impossible tasks, and it's fantastic. But what the Odyssey doesn't tell you is that, yeah, that's the voyage home, but it doesn't tell you about the five, ten years of war in Troy and all the grit and whatnot they went through that. That's what Andor is. I mean, right. So I agree with you also, yes. Do I want all my Star Wars to be like this? No. I enjoy The Mandalorian. I enjoyed Obi-Wan. They're not the same. Yes, they're all Star Wars, but Star Wars, kind of like its younger cousin, the MCU, has gotten big enough now that they can dip their toes into various genres. We can have the cartoons that are 
all ages. I wouldn't say geared towards kids, but more of an all ages approach. We can get stuff like The Mandalorian, which, okay, maybe that's more for, I mean, we love it, but it's also, it's a little bit edgier. There's some more death and gore. So that's more like a teen level approach, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with adults having a more mature, grittier, yes, slightly darker take on Star Wars, but it's just as valid. And I love that it exists. Yeah, and this series, this episode in, 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 did a great job of taking that genre where, where it's at and really tying it together. I mean, one of the most compelling scenes was a hologram, right? I mean, Marva's speech right. in, in, in contrast to like what the emperor does, you know, it's like, it's like their version of the emperor, tell, you know, talking to them like the, she was stood so large. It wasn't a little thing. It was so large in the town. Right. And just an incredible speech to, to rally them. Now, I don't know if she knew they would start a fight that day or that the, you know, but she definitely pulled the trigger. Right. And, and I mean, she even got to hit an, uh, an, an empire, an imperial, an IPS or somebody, an imp, as they say, mm-hmm. because uh, what's his name? Used, used her brick against his face. <laughs> so she, right. so, <laughs> so technically she got a chance to, to get a strike in. But uh, that was an incredible scene. I think that what happened to, uh, What's her name? Dear, dear. Uh, what's the the imperial woman? Deidre. Jeez. Yes. Was was a, was a chilling when they were had her on the ground. I thought, great, they're going to rip her apart. Like she's not oh, going to make it out yes. of this episode. And she, the actress did. I mean, that the, the acting and the, the acting and throughout the whole series has been fantastic. But you can it's see pretty rare. Like fear on her face. You could, it's pretty rare. Even when you watch a horror movie, people, it's like you know, it just doesn't feel right. But that felt truly horrific oh yeah i like her acting was so good i was like i i bought in i was like oh she's dead and she knows it and this is this i almost is how felt it bad right? i almost felt bad you know, she's horrible right exactly like okay case in point Muammar Gaddafi, real person real real despot all that terrible human person when the libyans revolted there's video of him they caught him and yeah. they fucked him up and even I, though I know he is a huge piece of shit and it's responsible so so many deaths and torture and all that stuff. In that moment, when you see him basically being tortured before he dies, right? You can see the fear in his eyes, and I actually went, "Wow!" I mean, that's humanity, right? Right. Same thing here. Not to not to say that she is Muammar Gaddafi, but what I'm saying is no, but it's a it's a, of that dictator type thing. Yeah, I totally get it. But it makes you see that even. The bad guys never know they're the bad guys, really, right? I mean, sometimes they do. Good writing, yes. Right. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer, well, that's a whole other story. Different kind of thing, right? Right. What I'm saying is she thinks what she's doing is good for the galaxy. She doesn't believe she's the villain. No. So, but that fear in her eyes, you're right. Because at first I was like, okay, she's she really wants to do well with her career, but then she's you know, tortures Andor's friend. I mean, then you just start seeing these layers of evil that she'll go through to get to her, the you know, the means to the end, or end of the means, whatever. Right. And then, yep, yeah, you see that moment when just abject terror, even when she's rescued, like she's still fearful. And then you find out it's 
It's your old friend, the security dude. Yeah. Cyril. Good old Cyril yeah. came to the rescue. Uh, and was that, stalker. it was a very odd scene. Very uncomfortable. Like, yeah, are they attracted weird. to each other? Or are they not? It was a strange. Yeah, but that, they sold it. The actors sold it. It was so awkward and so uncomfortable. Loved it. And we still don't know where Cyril is going to go. I thought maybe we, that's the one thing that I think they did not, I guess, clean up or end. I still don't know where that guy is going to go. Is he going to be part of the Empire? Is it like, we have no idea still. Yeah, I have no idea. At this point, you know, episode one, oh, he looks like a total generic Imperial officer. No, I have no idea what they're going to do with him. I'm just going to kick back and enjoy the journey. Right. It's strange. Yeah. Um, bringing, hearing Nemec's voice, Nemec's voice on the manifesto was incredible. Yes. Hearing it. Uh, what's her name? Not Cinta. Uh, She's fucking badass death machine. She has like no soul. No, the, the rebellion is it. Everything rebellion she, first. Yeah. And that's not what, um, what's her name? Um, uh, her friend, uh, Val. Yeah. Val. Gosh, I should have a list open, but I don't. Val, sorry. So Val, I mean, clearly still the human has that human touch to it, but, uh, you know, it, it was, it's, I mean, just stab that dude. Like no big deal. And Val's like, you, you, you got, you got blood on your hands. It's not a problem. It's not mine. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, so nonchalant. Yeah, uh, I mean, so badass. But, yeah, if you want someone on, a, on your side for that, you need, I guess, a Terminator, so to speak. It's, she's it's, uncompromising, but in a way, it shows. Again, we see this in Andor. We see this in Cinta. To a degree, we see this in Aluthan. Yeah, to well, defeat we, the Empire, you have to become them in some ways. You have to use some of their tactics. As the way they go about it, yes. Yes. Uh, another interesting thing, too, is how uh, jumping over to Mon Mothma's side and the predicament she's in, how she throws her husband under a bus knowing she's oh. doing that. About the gamma. kiss. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm thinking the whole time, I mean, we find out like that you find out, like, what if you find out like everything's been a uh, a show they're bickering they're arguing and then when you really find them in a spot they're like working together yeah and it's not happening now well no but no like even now like even like everything like maybe there'll be in my head maybe there's going to be a scene let's say he gets shot or something on his deathbed and, and he says I'm like we, we, we played it out right we did it right you know like where like the everything was a, a play for everyone. Like there'd be a fun twist. You know, having him fight the whole time when they're at different places to make it look like they're estranged and then her throwing him under the bus with gambling and you know, all that stuff. It would be interesting if he was in on it. That would be very interesting. I don't see it happening. But I'm always down for a good surprise. Oh, I, I don't see it happening either, but it would be cool. Um 100%. anyways. But she did give her daughter away. She well, made she made that pact. They made the introduction, right? Yeah, right. That they've betrothed. Correct, 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 correct. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, well, that the, well, the scene at the end with with 
Cassian and Luthen. Phenomenal. Fantastic. He can say, you know, you're hard to kill or whatever. He can say, I'll make it easy. <laughs> kill me or or take me in. And just oh, the smile. And smirk at the end. Yeah. So it's good to see that Luthen made it. I thought I wasn't quite sure he'd make it through the series season. I thought he was going to die. I thought he was totally going to get found out and die. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting next season where they go. Now, I know next season is going to be a lot of time jumps. Like, I think it's, you know, four years worth or three years worth, right up to the point where he goes to, I think, to see the guy on whatever that planet was where he shoots him in the gut to get the info. Uh, oh, they, oh, yeah. And it also saves Bix, who's a mess, right? Oh, she is. Poor girl. I mean, they beat the shit up. They, they destroyed her. Uh, they really, really destroyed her. But she sees hope in Cassian. Now, will he ever see her again? Will he find her? I don't know. You know, will they go so. back next season? I, I would think so. But, you know, I guess my one of my only complaints, and it's not a complaint. Maybe it's me right now. Is like, I feel when I watch Rogue One that not everybody knows who Cassian Andor is. And he's just a guy. Yes. But here we've seen a lot so much in the series that he's become the focus of the Empire, or at least some people of the Empire. And his name's out there. I, I, you know, I thought maybe the people that knew him would have to die so that he or, or something goes into the records and they clear it or something so that he's not such a wanted person. Um, but it seems to me he would be super wanted now. I mean, between what the happened, the heist and, and this uh, skirmish led by his mom. That that sure, name yeah. want, that that they want that name squashed. Yeah, it makes me wonder because I, I agree with you. In Rogue One, yes, we know he's with the Rebellion, but now he's so big. He's like, I mean, if he's involved in such that massive heist and his name is associated, right? he's going to be on the Empire's top 10 list, right? Most wanted. I would think so, at least top 20 at the very least. Right. But what I'm saying is people are going to know who he is just based on his face. That's too big a target. That's the way I look at it. Unless we find out in the second season that really, uh, what's her name again? I forget her name. Day, the, 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 Deidre? Deidre, thank you. From the FSB? Yeah. FSB. Do I have that? ISB. ISB, I'm thank pretty, you. Yeah. Um, Deidre from the ISB. Unless we find out, you know, she sees how important he is, but none of her superiors do, and then she dies somehow, and that's why they kind of just forget about Andor. Right. That's Maybe. what I think of next season, but because yeah, he's too big of a name at this point. Cause like I said, the heist is too big. Heist. I, I, yeah. I still think that one guy that she was arguing with in the empire, the, uh, where he tells her don't climb the ladder too fast or whatever. Mm-hmm. I still think he's an inside guy. Time will tell. And I think maybe he will clear the records or Cyril may turn. And he's in that records room, you know, could be an interesting turn. Oh, well, yeah, because they already have that ISB guy that's the redhead guy yeah. with the mustache. Yeah. yeah. So there's ways. Right. There are ways. There's ways. Uh, and we got to see this thing at the end and post credits of what they were making. And it's a part of the weapon or part of the, I guess, dish part of the, uh, the gun part of the, the Death Star. So he he made part of the weapon that kills him later. Ooh, the poetry. Oh, yeah. Irony. 
Yeah. So yeah, good first season. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. So I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to bad batch. Oh yeah. That's January. Just, just kind of clean the palette a little bit, get back into yeah. some of the fun side of star Wars. Um, you know, when they, you know, I hear critics say things like, you know, this is the star Wars we need to have. And all those, you know, it's dark. I'm like, Dude, the fucking beginning of Keno- of of the Kenobi series was a slaughter of children in a school. Like that's pretty fucking dark. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, we already knew it was coming. This was this is a different. It's still there. It's still like right. that's dark. It's not lighthearted. It's not like fucking watching Teletubbies. <laughs> you know, it's a slaughter of children. I know, but it's a little bit more implied. We know the kids died, but we all see it from. There's no kids that died in this that we saw either. It's just, you know, when you could create a droid like Emu, Emo, whatever, the box, B2 Emo, that just pulls you in. I mean, it's just great writing. It's it's, it's sad. I mean, this is, what I'm saying is, I think, take a look at all the other Star Wars stuff, and it's not quite as bright as people might think it is. There's a lot of dark shit that happens. There's a lot of dark shit that happens. I mean... There is, there is, no question. But, like, I, I just don't like the, just because this was good in some way doesn't make the other things bad. It's just different. Right. And well, I, I don't said, know if it's, I, I don't know if it's, like, I've seen people say, like, you know, hey, grow up and finally, this is the grown-up version of Star Wars. Like, fuck you, I don't need to grow up. I, I, if, I, if the story's fun, I liked Kenobi. I don't care. It was enjoyable. No, I, I still think this is in a grown-up adult version of Star Wars. That said... The first season of Mandalorian made me feel like I was twelve, and I'm okay with that too. Personally, if I had to, if I had to measure, what do I want to see more of? It's more of the Mandalorian style. That's Star Wars to me. And that's that's, fine. that's where I keep it. I mean, I, I don't well, want all my Star Wars to be like Andor. I want Andor to be like this because I, I I like for right. what it is, but I don't want five different versions of this and other, you know, stories that come. And out. I agree. Like I said, Star Wars has now gotten to the point and big enough where they can do different takes and different genres and appeal to different audiences all along the spectrum. And that's how it should be. And I'm good with that. Yeah. 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 All right. That's, I think we've covered everything on Andor. Uh, So unless we're missing anything that you can think of. No. All right. Well, let's jump into our next quick things. I don't think this will take too long and we'll finish with uh, the third thing. The uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, since I led the first one, you can you can start with this one, Michael. Well, like Joe said, this is going to be a kind of a quick take. It's the holiday special is not that long. It's it's overly cheesy on purpose. Right. It's not exactly tongue in cheek, but you got to remember the inspiration for this gun is heavily leaned into the fact that the Star Wars holiday special back in the like. 70s, 1980, something late 70s. That was complete crap. Everyone knows it. This isn't complete crap, but it kind of winks and nudges like, this is kind of crap, but we know it's crap, and that makes it tongue-in-cheek. So, right. it is what it is. It's it's not great, but it's, it's a fun little story. It gives us a little bit more insight into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Gives us a little hint of what's coming next. And I don't know. It was fun. Will I watch it every year? Probably not. But it was entertaining. 
And I don't know. What do you think, Joe? When I first started it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. It just didn't feel right. It felt you could tell it was shot in the volume in a very cramped, small volume. Like they built this corner of a city and shoved right. everybody in there. And it felt very, very cramped. And I'm like, oh, uh, then like, OK, let's let's do the Picard thing and go to Earth where it could be a lot more cheaper. You know, I don't even know if they went to Earth. I think they just went to the back lot. Well, yeah, they went outside the door. <laughs> yeah, I think they just used the neighborhood back lot that they have. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the day, it, it really turned itself around and became a fun, uh, feel good. You know, Kevin Bacon was great in it. Um, did his part well. Uh, he even got to sing, which was probably part of the script. The, the reason he did it because I know he's always wanted to be a rock star. Um, well, he was in the Bacon Brothers, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was very fun. But you also got to learn some things in canon that maybe some people didn't know with um, uh, what's her name being Mantis. Quill's, Quill's, yeah, Mantis being Quill's sister. Yeah. Based off of Ego. So that was cool. That, was, that brought family. He got family back on Christmas, which is a nice thing. You know, that's the thing. Gun likes to go out there. He likes to do absurd things. But at the end of it, his stories usually have heart. And yes, which I didn't I see. Thought in it was Squad, but. I thought it was a great touching ending. It was very good. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. As long as you aren't looking for like, you know, some giant Marvel thing. Cosmo was nice. <laughs> Cosmo was funny. I liked him. So with, with that was, uh, I love rocket. You know, I, it was good. It was just, uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was worth, it was worth the time to watch it. I didn't get, you know, like I didn't waste my time. Well, I remember, yeah. so, you know, they're back and they were gone for five years during the, the blip. Right. But remember the only two left after that were rocket and Nebula. Yep. And at the end you see Nebula give rocket a gift. Yes. And I thought was, that was nice little acknowledgement of that. I mean, yes, it was the whole Christmas theme and stuff, but to see that these two people that are, you know, on the screen, very gruff and very cold. Yes. We know rocket loves Groot and basically yeah. is his son. Uh, Groot is his son. Right. Rocket doesn't seem to have a lot of connection to anyone else. Just to see that these two people, these two cold hardened people secretly have this little bond going on after spending five years, just them working together. And he gets he got Bucky's arm, right? Which is hilarious. It was hilarious. It was hilarious, but it's it's subtle, but shows the humanity of both of them. Yes, Rocket Raccoon. Well, it shows that she knows him. Like he likes absurd. Yes. Like that guy's eye. This guy's you know. The, yes, look callback. Exactly. There is an intimacy there that comes from only being close to someone for five years. Right. Right. It's it's subtle, but that's a good example of fantastic character rating. And believe it or not, I think it does set up Guardians 3 better than I thought it would after seeing the preview today. I think once, I mean, yes, yes, I agree. I think once we actually see Guardians when it comes out, I think it's going to be connected way more than we anyone anticipated. Yeah, or either connected or at least at least with Mantis and, and Quill. Mm-hmm. It's different now. Yeah. So very good show. Go watch it. Uh, I don't think you'd be too disappointed. Um, all right. Our third topic or item for today is uh, Willow. Now, I know Michael's a big fantasy guy, 
<laughs> I've watched both episodes. Uh, did you watch them both? I did. Oh, okay. I finished the last one maybe 10 minutes before we started recording. All right. So, look. So far, it's okay. I'm not super thrilled. I, I don't want to see... It's it's basically an, uh, a young adult story here with kids all pissed off about what, where they are and... Um, who they are and it's it's more of that hopefully it gets a little bit bigger this is a basic fantasy story it's very you know it's uh kasdan's son has wrote this yep. jonathan kasdan um i wish he would take a little more lessons when you can telegraph everything right away it's really frustrating to know that like oh this muffin girl I'm like okay that's Elon. that's what's her name the cinderella it's she's the the one you know, on the first, it's like, oh God, oh, why does she have to go? Well, the only reason she has to go, it's like, I, I told Michelle we're watching it. And she's like, why do you do that? I'm like, because it's just fucking, of course it is. <laughs> you know, like, you, 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 it's not a big reveal. It's so easy to figure out. That's what bothered me. It would have been nice to have a different reveal somewhere else. I don't know. Then Muffin Girl. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. You watch it. Spoilers, obviously, guys. Sorry. Uh, but it's the typical thing. Like, you know, they set up, you know, darkness is coming. There's light. It's the typical, you know, Tolkien-esque uh, right. thing. And it's totally fine. I know what I'm getting into. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is like, just don't be lazy. Um, And the acting, and, and like, directing-wise, I feel like, when you get into a fantasy show or something like you have to have a certain, I believe you should have a certain, uh, if you're a director or a cinematographer, like can you either do something with the color treatment of the film or what to, to take me out of my current place. And I just feel it's a very bland color palette and they look like costumes and not, what people would wear. Like, it's just a little too, it's like watching like disenchanted or something like that. I, okay. I'm going to say this. It gave me an Ewoks caravan of courage mm-hmm. vibe. Like this is made for TV. Yeah. Does that make sense? 100%. But you can do so much more now digitally. Like I could take everything they've shot, bring it into my, into premiere and change some of the color and make it feel like you're not, you just shot it with your fucking iPhone and give it a, give it a, a texture, a feel. So here's the thing. I, I think you and I actually, uh, I think you and I have very similar takes uh, as to how much we like this show. I don't but hate I think, it. I just, it's not, it's not going to no, like, yeah, yeah. I don't hate it either, but here's so, so listeners, uh, I had completely forgotten this show was coming out. <laughs> I show, I saw Joe last night. He's like, did you watch Willow? I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was coming out. I was like, ah, I'm probably not going to watch it. Well, as it so happened tonight, uh, Shaylee had planned, so I was just sitting home alone. So I was like, I'll watch the first episode. And I got it done. I was like, I got time. I'll watch the second episode. So when X-Men 3 came out and it was announced that Brett Ratner was directing it, a lot of people went, oh, God, Brett Ratner, he sucks. Not everyone, but a fair number of people. And even I was one of those people like, oh, Brett Ratner, I'm not interested. So I didn't do what I usually do, which is obsess. 
I read nothing about the movie at all. I didn't, you know, hit, no encounter any spoilers. I didn't know what the story was going to be. I just didn't. And then as it so happened, I think I, I won free tickets somehow to go see it one night when it came out. And I went into X3 and I watched it. I said, actually, it wasn't that bad. Right. It was pretty good because I went in with no expectations. So Or baggage. I like, I don't care. if you know, I have Exactly. No, it's not going to kill me if Willow's not good. Obi-Wan series would have killed me if it was horrible. <laughs> so kind of the same thing here where, like, was anyone clamoring for a Willow TV show? Did anyone say, you know what? That story from 1988 that was kind of wrapped up in one movie. Do we really need to go back here? I don't know that anyone was clamoring for that. This feel more is like an IP raid where this yeah. is like, all right, we own this IP for Willow. I know no one's watched anything or really cared about it in 34 years. But let's put it a show. I mean, Warwick Davis, he could probably use the money. Yeah, he's so, good in it. He's good. I'm, I'm not a diss on him. I've... Um, I, I've watched some of his other shows. He, he had a show that Ricky Gervais put out that was a reality show that wasn't, it was hilarious. Um, and so it's no diss on him, but who, who's asking for this show? No one's right. asking for this show. So I went into it with no expectations. I thought it was fine. It was enjoyable. Do I love it? No. It, I do have qualms. My first one being, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just yammering. Did you want to jump back in? No, I just think it's, you know, it's, I think, I mean, how many episodes is it? It's going to be eight episodes. So, you know, they got it, the, the energy started. I, I liked uh, the character Will is the best character still. He's yeah. At least he's interesting still. And he's, you know. Um, well, I, I, don't get me wrong, I like Willow too, but I thought it was interesting that Aaron Kellerman's Kellyman's in this playing Jade. The Disney people love her apparently because she was she's in this. She was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. She was in Solo. Disney's just like here, just we'll just keep throwing money. Just keep showing up in her stuff. And yeah. I'm good with that. And she's I have out, no problem yeah. with her. She's good, yeah. but definitely someone at Disney likes her because she keeps getting these projects. Yeah, we'll see where she goes in the show. Like you know, some of the stuff, it's just, it feels like Princess Bride-ish. Not, not Princess Bride. Uh, that would be a huge compliment. No, not Princess Bride. I'm thinking of, um, oh my gosh. Lady Hawk? Princess, Princess Diaries or something like that. Oh, okay. You, you know what I mean? Something like that where it's just like, they, they, they talk like they're from L.A. You know, with the kids, yeah, it's, it, it, it's just like weird. Like there's no direction on their voice. And the, you got the kid from Spider-Man who's pretty funny in this Flash, he's, you know, he's basically yeah. playing the same character right well it might, might be his well, only a toned down version he, the flash yeah. is obviously way full of himself right this guy's um, a little bit different a little, little bit more indifferent but still very flash he had a good he doesn't seem like a bad person though like no. they make, he's just an indifferent you know he didn't want to marry her either or whatever right he seems eh, disinterested and you've got like okay i'm not picking on it but I'm, i mean you could see it coming that that she doesn't want to marry him because she's in love with uh, I want to say well, she's a lesbian. Yeah, she's in love with Emphis Nest. Not, <laughs> not, only, right, not only is she doesn't know him, she's not into dudes, and that's fine. Right, it, it's totally fine. But you, it's so heavy-handedly like you see it happening. Right. Um, which I guess what I'm saying is, why did they have to have a reveal? Just start that way. 
Yeah. I mean, like, like, if it's if you don't want things to be a big deal, then don't play it up like it's a big deal. Oh, my right. God. They're lesbians. So what? Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't mean that that way. So I'm not saying like they shouldn't be. What I'm saying is quit making it such a shock and awe moment. Well, I, I feel there's two ways to go. Either just start it up front or go the uh, Game of Thrones House of the Dragon route where you make, you leave breadcrumbs and then it actually is a reveal and it's weird that the woman's having sex with her uncle. But right. <laughs> you draw it out, right? So they're like, oh, so they did go there. You know, the whole time you're like, are they going to go there? Oh, they went there. Okay. Right. So not- I, like, uh, what I'm saying is if they would have just started out, you know, the first shot they were kissing on the place they were just fighting or after she put them down and they like, Oh, that was a good fight. And just kissed right there. I think right. it would have been better. I think it would have been better. I he, actually, because- he actually would have set up more tension going into the castle saying, well, you're marrying this guy. And you're like, Oh, wait a minute. I thought she was with her. Exactly. And, that, and I, then you set the tension up. That's set the other way. Exactly. I this agree is, with that. This is what I mean about it's lazy. I don't disagree with you. And I mean, a hundred percent, if this was a book, this would be in the YA section. 100%. Because you're right. The, they don't try to speak. I mean, Game of Thrones, yes, it's English, but it's still, there's differences between how the people in the, you know, in the aristocracy versus the commoners speak and all that stuff. They at least try to establish that. I mean, it's not real. I know it. But yeah. What, what's that movie with, uh, uh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Joker. What's his name? Um the guy who played Joker. Joaquin Phoenix? No, the uh, from Dark Knight. Oh, oh well, yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I love being old. <laughs> yes, I know you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The guy that's dead, yeah. unfortunately. God, being old is the best. Everyone, Heath Ledger. get older. It's fantastic. Heath Ledger, didn't he yes. do, he had like some night movie. Night's Tale. Night's Tale. It's like Night's Tale. Oh, yeah, where everything is like modern English. Where yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the kids talking right now, they, they sound like they could be in a mall somewhere. Kind of. Right. Am I, am I showing my age? Malls were 80s culture, sorry. <laughs> but the same thing. They sound like they could be in any any place. Like, I'm surprised they don't have cell phones. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, so yeah, it, it, let's see where it goes. Um, I mean, I'll, I will watch it, you know, it's 35 minutes, 40 minutes each weekend, something that's interesting and ho- hopefully it'll be good. Uh, Christian Slater's in it. He'll come in at some point. I like him. Um, so I don't know if he's playing the bad guy. Allagash is the character's name. So that sounds like a bad guy. <laughs> here's my one gripe. So they make a big deal that it's been 200 moons since. Mm-hmm. You know, Alora and, you know, the, bl- the badness and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Obviously, this isn't Earth. I'm guessing 200 moons is a month. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So 200 months, that's almost 17 years, 16, 17 years. So Alora is only around that age, give or take. Right. But it's been 34 years since the movie. So maybe I'm being a little bit too pedantic about it. Too particular. Right. But if they're really doing this after that, Alora would be 34, not 16. Right. That's my point. It, 16 years after the war, 
doesn't seem like quite a big, I mean, because obviously Will is much older now. Uh, the Queen is much older now. And they keep making references to Mad Morgan, which I don't see him showing up because as unfortunate as it is, Val Kilmer can't speak. Or or they find him halfway dead and dies. Right. Do you think we're going to see Val Kilmer? I do. I'm, I'm all for it. I do. I mean, he was just in Top Gun, so he can do something yeah. for five minutes. Right. Right. So. I know. But that, that, that's my one big thing. I was like, it's been 34 years, and they're going to pretend like 16 years is about the same as 30. It's almost twice as long. Right. It's more than twice as long. Anyway, I, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It was fine. I, I didn't I didn't think, oh, man, just let this be over. It was it was fine. I have to admit, the second episode, I only 75 paid, 75, excuse me, I can't speak, 75% paid attention. Because you're right, it's not great. It's on. It was fun. It was whatever. It's done. <laughs> Six more episodes. <laughs> Anyways, back to Willow. It ended on a funny, you know, trying for Elena. What's what's the character? Alora. Alora. Uh, trying to do magic. Willow thinking she has none left in her. She's captured by the Loki version of um, the the guard who got Loki. And uh, don't know where he's going to take her, but the the plant grew. I don't know what kind of plant it was. Tomatoes or something. I don't know. Look like tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes. <sighs> That's good. But uh, we see there's magic yet. Look, it could be a fun tale. I hope it's good. I just, I you know, I think you could do smarter things now, and still be good. Just be a little smarter at the writing. And I'm not a great writer. Like I, I say these things about writing because of what I've seen over the years and experience. I can't write. Right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a writer. Like I know I, I'm, but I can, I can critique something and I think could make it better in terms of movies simply because of everything that I've read in the 52 years I've been around and, and watched. And when you see things over and over and over and the guy's dad is, you know, Lawrence Kasdan. Like maybe show your dad, <laughs> you know. Maybe. Um, maybe. I I guess my final take is nobody asked, nobody needs a sequel to Willow. That said, it's not offensive. It's fine. No, it's not offensive. Nobody needed Andor either, but I'm glad I got it. It's way better, you know. So, and are you glad that this came out? Oh, we'll see at the end. Okay. I, I won't, I'm not pissed. Put it that way. I'm not pissed either. I mean, like I said, I threw it on. Like, am I going to jump right on it every Wednesday? And go, oh, man, Willow's on. Like I did for Andor? No. No. I might throw it on just. Oh, yeah. Episodes three, like, kicks into some weird gear that you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, who knows? I don't see that happening only because, like I said, not that young adult books can't appeal to other people. I love the Hunger Games series. But. I'm not the target audience. Right. So. Right, right. For what it is, it's fine. That's my that's my two cents. Yeah. Well, that's a good way, a good spot to uh, take us down. But I will say that uh, 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 Jonas Suotomo, Suotomo is going to be in it. And if anybody knows that name. Yeah, Chewbacca. it's Chewbacca, of course. Yeah. Chewie's going to be in here. So I don't know what the scourge is, but we'll find out. We will find out. All right. 
So, Michael, how can people tell us what they think about Willow? I'm sure it's their favorite thing, or or Ando. Yeah, and forget Willow. Andor. What do you guys think about Willow? That's what we need. That's the feedback we need. We do. Well, you can let us know on Twitter and Instagram at Kybercast, or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a group and a page at the Kybercast. Yes. And once again, if you want to help us out, check out patreon.com slash Kybercast. You can throw a buck a month our way. That'd be awesome. Or check out our website. That's another way to uh, help out the show by telling your friends and smashing that subscribe button. Uh, they can find us in any podcatcher pretty much in the system from Spotify you know, Joe, to Apple. It's yeah. the holiday season. Someone could buy a shirt it's or true. a mug. True. Or something else with Capricorn. I'm just throwing nothing. We have a website. We do. I should go back into that and uh, see if there's any deals we can throw up there. Uh, Twenty some percentage off or something for Christmas off the look at the shop. Uh, so yeah, check that out. That's uh, at kybercast.com. You can stream all of our episodes there as well. Uh, they are all available via the SoundCloud app as well. Uh, so yeah, that'll probably do it for this week. And uh, Michael and I will be jumping on Willow next week for sure uh, as we become the Willowcast experts uh, of the uh, interwebs. So. And maybe, Until, maybe yeah. before Christmas, we'll watch Black Panther. Maybe. God. I feel like such a bad person. Um, yeah. So until uh, next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.